There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thoughts on that, Krish? I hate it. Can't stand it. Get it away from me. I hate aniseed. I don't even like fennel. Why does it exist? It's a bad idea. Thoughts on pizza? Love pizza. Can't get enough. <laughs> Put them together. Yeah. No. No. Good movie, though. Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You and Movies. My name's Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. How's it going, Sine? Hello. Good, thank you. Did you enjoy the latest Paul Thomas Anderson joint known as Licorice Pizza? Well... I wasn't sure whether I would or not, because PTA is a bit hit or miss for me. Sometimes he makes weird films that I just can't get on board with, and sometimes he makes absolute bangers. And I'm thrilled to say Licorice Pizza is a banger. It's a banger. It's a banger and mash, with a little bit of gravy, with a little bit of mushroom sauce. I don't know what you like. Go for your your life. It's great. It's wonderful. What's it all about? Um, So, the film stars Alana Haim from the Heim sisters' fame in her first acting role, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman, in his first movie, first big movie. And essentially he's at school, he's young, he's like 15, and mm. she's quite a bit older and sort of follows their connection. He wants to be with her. She doesn't want to be with him because she's too old. But they can't uh, help but they're drawn to each other. They're drawn to Not each other. Not even in a sexual way, really. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a bit on his part, but yeah, there's just a just a crazy movie about two people who are drawn to each other, and sometimes that's nice. Yeah. Know? The way I described it to a friend of ours, Erica, was that it's like he's younger but more mature and she's older but not mature at all, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic to have on screen, isn't it? It is. It's had some criticism because of that, because of the age difference. People like, well, if it was an older guy and a younger girl, wouldn't be good. Yes. Wouldn't this thing be bad if it was this? Yep, it would, but it's not that. Mm. Wouldn't this be bad if it was an 80-year-old man and a four-year-old girl? Yes, but that's not what this film is. <laughs> but the thing about that as well is that, of course, it's it could be creepy the other way, but that's as much to do with power dynamics as it is age difference, right? I agree. Like, this guy's younger, but... For a long, large part, he's the one running the show. Right? Yeah. And also the film engages with that as its central it, it difficulty. It. Like that's the whole point of the film. She literally says, is it weird I hang around this younger kid and his friends? Yeah. And she has revelations throughout the film. She's like, oh, I thought, no, this is not the case. This is not good to what I'm doing. No. And he's too much an idiot to realise what's going on yeah. at some points. I just hate that argument of like, wouldn't this be bad if it was the other way around? It's, the film isn't, though. The mm. film isn't the other way around. Mm-hmm. So your question is, isn't it bad that this film has that? No, because it, that's the whole point it's of the dumb. film. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, it's not the worst thing about to think about, you know, try and draw comparisons and whatever, but you're totally right. It's, it's stupid. Well, 
Yes. Not having it. If my auntie had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. It's if my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Right. <laughs> Which I will link. It's, it's the best clip it I've ever seen is. in my entire life. Yes. Anyway, back to licorice pizza, which is probably just a little bit, almost as good as that clip. PTA, he can make a movie, right? He's known for his big budget, big, not so big budget, but big ensemble pieces like Boogie Nights that covers a long period of time, Magnolia, which has like a million storylines. Which is the worst movie probably ever made. Okay. <laughs> there Will Be Blood, which is, you know, I don't really know why they make westerns after he made that one. Um, the Master, that was a creepy but interesting film yep. for sure. Inherent Vice is probably the one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Hard 8 either, actually. But Phantom Thread, I don't know, if you see Phantom Thread not knowing the film director, you wouldn't think it's directed by the same guy as Licorice Pizza, right? If you didn't know who he was. No. It's hard to draw. Well, I mean, relationship, obsession, all that stuff is there, but it's a bit of a turn to go from a dressmaker in the 50s in London. and Although people have been saying lots of similarities with Licorice Pizza in the storyline. Go on. Well, I don't have the thing. Okay. But I'll link the article. It's a really good review. But it was talking about power and the force of attraction. And yeah, yeah. there's a humiliating scene in both of them. This mm-hmm. one's Alana's in her bikini and the mm. other one's the asparagus scene. And yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's hard because I hated Magnolia with a passion with The Fire of a Thousand Suns. And I hated Punch Drunk Love as well. Yeah. And Phantom Thread was fine, The Master was fine, and Boogie Nights was good. But this one is my favourite that he's done. Mm. Definitely, so definitely. Um, Cooper Hoffman, revelation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Philip is clearly one of our, we've spoken about this before, one of our favourite actors of all time. Mm-hmm. Sadly taken from the world too early. It's so great to see a performance that's so natural, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's really great in this film, and... They look like normal people. Yeah, that's a huge thing people have been commenting on. I totally agree. Like he's a bit chubbier and you can see his pimples mm. and she's got crooked teeth and like mm-hmm. dark circles under her eyes and she's just a normal person. Like gone are the days where we had like 50s movie stars, I think, where mm. I guess we still have those where they're just beautiful and have this unattainable beauty and we just completely are infatuated by them. Yeah. But this is like real people doing real things. It feels very Linklater to me. Okay. And I think that's oh. why I like it. Mm. In what way? Just a In the way that it's age. like a hangout sort of mm. two people have a connection. I love a hangout film with flawed characters who, mm. like, love each other a lot but can't be together or, you know, are trying to make it work or whatever. Didn't you feel that? No, you feel I the vibe? That. I understand that for sure. I thought it ended a few times before it did. <laughs> yes. What, what are your thoughts on that? It did go for a bit longer than I thought it was going to, yes. Where do you want it to have ended? I thought it could have ended um, when she realised there's that amazing scene, the action scene, where she's reversing oh, down the hill. That was so tense. Wasn't it? That's the most gripping scene I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. In January or <laughs> since last year? Well, yeah, I yeah. should correct that. I haven't seen a scene like that in a while. Mm. And The Matrix um, re- Resurrections. Resurrections came out a little while ago. It's a few podcasts ago that we did our review on that. No tension at all in that film. Mm. 
This film, one simple scene of her mm. reversing this massive truck down this big hill with no soundtrack and just the, like, brakes and the screeching and mm. turning of the wheel sounds. Oh, my God, I was so worried. <laughs> I was but so worried. That's wonderful because she realises that was a really, like, she could have died or killed them all mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he's, like, loving it. He's, like, we did it. And then they go get to get the gasoline. Mm-hmm. And then they're, all like, being weird about it and being creepy kids and joking around and stuff. And then she's like, realizes, oh, wait, they are kids. Yeah. As much as we have a connection, we're not really connected. Mm-hmm. And then she goes find a job and then she's, you know, getting, meeting people her own age or even older, that sort of thing. Mm. I thought that was maybe a way to end it. Yeah. Bittersweet. But then, well, even, and then it does end with them coming together again. And I like that. And it's sweet though, because he says something stupid and she's mad at him and they're back to where they were, you know. Yeah. But then they run off into the back of the, or back into the streets, and she says, I love you to him. I was like, oh, do we need that particularly? Yeah. I think they could have just hinted at that. Yeah. But also she could love him without having to be with him forever. Mm-hmm. But it was nice that they did come to resolution because what they wanted, what they needed was in each other. Yeah. He needs someone to keep him in check. I liked that they're, you know, She's not a nice person. She yells at people all the time. She has high expectations. She's impatient. And he is like... He's a grifter. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) He's not going to have a lot of direction. And I don't know, you can just see the next 40 years pan out for them of Mm. what that's going to look like. But despite all that, or perhaps because of all that, they're meant to be together. Mm. Like they just have this like connection between their souls and that's really compelling to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the thing that people are looking at the their age difference. Again, as we said, it's part of the storyline, so it's not like it's mm-hmm. hidden or anything. But it's not. She's not preying upon him. If anyone's preying on another person, it's probably him. <laughs> not yeah. preying. He's grifting and selling himself to her, and she's sort of going along with it, but doesn't ever cross the line, which would make it mm. creepy. That's sort of the, that's the difference there between an older guy hanging around a school who's looking to. Yeah. Getting a teenage girl. That, that's the difference, right? Mm. I do want to mention, though, there are two um, Asian language jokes in this film. And there are. We're not particularly well suited to, to talk about this in terms of offence because we're not Asian. What was your take on it? It didn't quite sit right to me. So I think the intention was to contrast their, like, very real, pure relationship with this guy who isn't engaging at all with his wife. But I know this from the other people who were in the cinema who were younger boys in a group laughing with their mates. That did not come across. What came across was making fun of Asian people and the way they speak English, mm. and that's what those kids were laughing at. I agree, and it could have easily had the same same effect of that scene but not going to that sort of racist stereotype language yeah. and the point is obviously to laugh at him and realize he's an idiot the guy who's saying the racist stuff and i don't think that's it didn't quite translate well did it what that's not the joke there though mm. the joke is isn't it funny how asian people pronounce words that's the joke which yeah yes i got i didn't like that at all. i felt weird enough out of i imagine if i was an asian person in the audience See next to those guys who laughed at it yep. uproariously, that wouldn't have been felt very nice. No. And it would have been a simple fix to change that been. scene. Yep. So 
But, you know, good movies can have bad scenes and you can have misjudgment as a writer and director. I just wish it wasn't there. Me too. So apparently the title of Licorice Pizza, you said, is the name of a mm. record store that was open in the Yes, time? yes, that's right, and it's apparently evocative for PTA. Your well, I... explanation is better. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what it was, and it's not explained in the film at all. They never say the title. So I was like, is it that there's two things that, like, don't seem like they go together, licorice and pizza, but they have this, like, amazing flavour combination when they're together or something, and it's like these two misfits coming together mm-hmm, to create mm-hmm. this weird relationship, but it somehow works. Like, I thought that's what it was. That does. That <laughs> definitely makes sense to me. Yeah, but that's not that's not it, is mm. it? Well, the biggest argument Lonnie and I ever have is to do with death of the author. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lonnie thinks any interpretation is valid. I'm very much, if the director said it was this, then that is what it is. Like, it's great that I have that interpretation, but it's not correct, is it? Well, he also says here, seem like a catch-all for the feeling of the film that go well to Go well together and maybe capture a mood. I guess so. So, Also, maybe he doesn't want to literally explain the hidden meaning of his title. Well, no. Totally. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. You did well, (laughs) Sonny. I think it's going to do well at the Oscars, this film. Mm. Fair enough. And see Alana and Cooper both getting noms. I hope they do. Um, The Bradley Cooper stuff as well. I liked it, but I think it went a little bit too far. Like, he kept coming back. Went for a long time. I thought it was enough just keeping him as this little yeah. thing. It seems a little bit of tightening, a little bit of shortening of scenes. Mm. The Sean Penn sequence was good and enjoyable, especially that restaurant scene where they're watching each other and trying to mm. one-up each other. That was great because in that moment they hate each other, but it's because they love each other. Yeah. And is. then when she falls off, he's the one who run, runs to he the runs rescue. He runs to her, yeah. to Paul McCartney's song. Mm-hmm. What do you think about casting... Her real sisters and her real mother and father as her family. I mean... What's that about? <laughs> a bit of fun. I guess he's friends with them. He's, he knew the, the mum. The mum was one of his teachers at school or something. Right. And he's also done one of their music videos in recent years. Mm-hmm. I guess it worked. I just feel like like if Alana wants to become an actor, that's great. But, like, are they all becoming actors or... Well, he, wrote, just... he wrote it for her, so... But, like, hmm. what I'm saying is... There's no reason you would have cast those four people, two sisters and the mum and dad, if you didn't know them, right? Like you wouldn't get any actor 
to audition for your movie and be like, so do you have family? They're going to be your family in this film. It's a little bit different because they're also famous and singing and they sing together and whatever. Yeah, but why the mum and dad? Yeah, I don't know. You don't have strong feelings about that. I don't hate it. I don't love okay. it. It just happened. Okay. They were good though. It wasn't like they were sticking out like no, a sore they, thumb. Well, they stuck out it like a sore thumb for me because I knew it was her real sisters. So I'm like, oh, I'll just zone out of this bit because no. Interesting. Okay. The stuff with the mayoral campaign came a little bit late as well. Mm. So I I, that's why I was thinking maybe that could have been, it almost felt like that was a new storyline emerging in the last 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Maybe I thought, I thought it was more of a capping off rather than starting a new thing. Mm -hmm. But Benny Safdie was good. Do you love Benny Safdie? I don't mind Benny Safdie. I was more interested in... Do you love Benny Safdie when I realised that he directed Uncut Gems? Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't realise that that was him. Yes. <sighs> Why did you do that? Why did you just ruin everything? How did they ruin everything? He directed one of the best movies of the last ten years. He didn't. He directed one of the worst movies that's ever existed. It's a blight on humanity that film exists. I disagree. Don't mean me. Right, back to the Grish Pizza. I really liked the one take in the beginning. Yes. So, what about a sort of film, eh? I am a sucker for a one take. It's beautiful. Following her as he keeps pestering her mm. and her sort of annoyance but then sort of, you know, roll of the eyes or play along for a bit and... I don't know, I, I, it really engaged me in the film. I was right there instantly. Yeah, and at first you're like, what's this guy? He's been a bit creepy towards her or whatever, but then does seem more genuine, does seem more like... He grows on you. He's like, yeah. oh, he's a little sweetie. Yeah. You know, we'll hear him out. And what I liked about that is we've seen lots of films of late mm -hmm. on this podcast the last five years or so mm -hmm. where, like, the main character doesn't seem like I want to be there, reluctant heroes. Yeah. But this guy from the get-go, he's like, you know what? I'm 15, but I'm so confident I'm mm -hmm. going to hit on you and you know, you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. And But not in a creepy way. Eventually it becomes a cute sort of way. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting because, yeah, so many times it's like, do you even want to be here? Why am I on your storyline? Why am I following your story if you're going to be a bit of a wet blanket? But yeah. No, he was great. Even when he, and then the whole point about coming of age stories is that they are, we know more than the characters mm -hmm. and we know what they're going through and we know that. You know, it's all going to be okay eventually, but also how hard it feels in that moment when it all does go wrong with your first love. So, yeah. yes, that was, I thought that was a really terrific example of the coming-of-age genre, which doesn't normally get a lot of critical acclaim. No. Because they're seen as teen films. Yeah. And not really Oscar noms. Like, I guess Greta Gerwig is the exception to that in the last few years as well. Yeah. So that's great that it's all happening like that. But yeah, I think maybe hopefully makes people think about this genre because it's one of our favourites. Yeah. There's just so many beautiful moments in the film, like really mm. quiet moments, like the opening of the waterbed store when his crush that's his age is there and she gets mm. totally humiliated. And then oh, it's just a beautiful sequence where she spies on him in the bathroom and then tries to kiss a random guy to be like, well, mm. I'll get back at you, but it's not giving mm -hmm. her the same feeling. And then she just goes home. And Yeah, there was a terrific tweet I saw. <laughs> A lot of our podcasts are tweets we saw that we talk about, <laughs> and that's totally fine. It's a podcast art these days. Um, but it was the, the trick or the, the key to understanding licorice pizza is that it presents a storyline where you've got a attractive girl who's like the object of your affection, like the manic pixie dream girl-like mm -hmm. thing, right? Character trope. 
but that gives gives her a full life and her own inner workings. Yeah, that's interesting. So normally it would just be all from his perspective and it's about how much she loves this girl and then it's all about how she impacts his life. Yeah. About halfway through this film, we don't see much more of him, do we? It sort of no. switches to her quite cleverly. Oh, I got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I, I love this film. I think it's brilliant. I, I just love how flawed they are. It's a relationship that's, like, probably doomed to fail and she's mm. so unpredictable and, like, ready to yell about anything and he's just so, I don't know, blasé about certain things and they just have a great dynamic together. I was just totally yeah. invested in this and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, for her first acting role, give her everything. She was great. Mm. Yeah, it'll depend on what else is nominated this year, but, yeah, she's got a high chance, I reckon. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day. I'm not sure if it will win Best Picture, but I reckon it might get a screenplay award. Maybe director. Maybe, so yeah. Yeah. Also, it depends what else is, how the race plays out, I suppose. Hey? Yeah. But deserving of it, mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. sure. Um, one small thing, I'll mm-hmm. say. Towards the end of the film, they're in, they're realising they need to be together and T's having a, another one of his schemes is pulled off. He's pulled off a pinball scheme. Mm-hmm. But it's not good without her. That's the whole point of these schemes is that <sighs> he needs to celebrate it with her, right? Yeah. And so her sister's like, you know where she works? So oh, I hated that bit. And he's like, oh, what are you? And he's like, you go, go, go get her or something. He runs to her office at night time. All the lights are off, the door is locked, <laughs> and he keeps knocking. So it's shut. You you can see into the, there's no one there. You've knocked, if someone was there, they would have come out by keeps now. Keeps knocking, keeps knocking. No one is there. It's a futile knock against life. I know, life, I get but that. Still, but, like, yeah. Oh, I thought dude. it was just bad advice. It's like, <laughs> unless she meant, like, go tomorrow when she'll be there, like, or go to a house where she lives. She was talking about a grand gesture. I guess so. The boombox in the rain, Lonnie. It's not grand if she's not there, though. I agree. But he tried. But they found each other eventually. Though. They did. That's good. I'm just thinking, though, you're saying how they're probably doomed to fail. We were talking about how he's not mature enough because he's younger and she's a bit older, but he's probably, he's mature in some ways and not in others and mm. so, so is she. Do you think he changes though, like fundamentally? No. I feel like that's him for the rest of his life. He's always got a scheme coming up. Yep. And I feel like she will always be, um, she's got more of a chance maybe of growing up and trying to make a better life if she yeah. finds herself around other people who aren't him and his mates who are mm. just as bad. But I kind of feel like, yeah, Characters have arcs, but some characters' arcs are not that grand. Yeah. And that's that's why we like some characters, because they are who they are. And that's him, right? For sure. Gary Valentine, great name. Oh, great Suits name. Suits him so well. I also wanted to talk about the humour in the film. Um, we just recorded a podcast of Don't Look Up, which I think will have been last week's episode. Um, if not, it'll be coming soon. And we spoke about how, like, humorless it was, even though it was mm. trying to be satirical. This movie, there are some genuinely funny, like, laugh-out-loud moments. My favourite was when he's doing the audition for The Suit and another director would cut away from that and get a reaction shot. But by keeping the shot on him yeah, as a one-take, waiting for him to unbutton his vest and turn it around and then rebutton it... You're just, like, so invested in that and so, mm. like, you're just cringing, like, oh, God, why is it taking so long? Oh, my God, just stop. I was already laughing at that because he's clearly, like, 
five years older than other kids. He's not going to get that role no. at all. <laughs> he's aged out of being a child actor. Yes. And he's probably not good enough to Carry be a real on. actor. Yeah. yeah. I just remember another good scene as well. Not, yeah. Not so much funny, but when they're at breakfast and she realises there's a gas crisis. Yes. And she's like, don't you look at anything that you read the news, like anything mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, that is so true. People, we know who have been you know, in the creative fields, like these people... It's all about the next project, next audition, the next project, next writing project, which is kind of what we do as well. We're recording a podcast, for God's sake. But that's kind of all he knew was his next scheme. Mm-hmm. He had no understanding or appreciation of other events, even the ones that were going to affect him. Like He didn't even know how waterbeds were made. Exactly. Like, you know, that's his whole thing. He shouldn't have a bit of interest in the world. It's now a good time to tell you that I didn't realise that that was made out of petrol. Yeah, oh, you're so dumb for not knowing that, Sine. Did you also not know? Something, isn't it? <laughs> Everything's made of something. I know rubber's made out of it. I just didn't make the connection to, like, linoleum or vinyl. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, PTA. <laughs> Thanks for educating us. All right, then, so I guess it's time now for your review. And please give me what each star is for. Sure. So my rating is going to be four out of five. I really loved it. I, I'm going to take the star off for bit long could have been shortened a bit didn't like the racist jokes about Mm. the guy with the japanese wives and maybe a little heavy-handed in the end but overall really loved it would watch it again would Mm. buy Mm -hmm. this is a buy film which long listeners of the pub will know that means that it's a keeper for us to choose to have a copy of something Mm. it's got to be good terrific i i agree i'll believe it four stars to for the same reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you cut out the racist stroke, it'd probably be higher. Yeah. It was a bit long, but I don't know, PTA kind of has you can get that away right. with it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was enjoyable. I don't mind an enjoyable long movie. Mm-hmm. Something like Don't Look Up was not that. No. I was having a great time with this. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. All right, then. Thank you very much for listening. We're on Twitter. We are. At OnlyLikeYouPod. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought of licorice pizza um did you like the gif i chose this week i don't know give me some feedback i'm recording (laughs) this ahead of time so i don't know what gif it'll be i'm sure it'll be great we're trying to expand the pod this year so keep an eye out for that hashtag pod expansion (laughs) that's what i've been calling it lonnie hasn't been calling it that's just me i have been i'm trying to until next week we'll see you then (laughs) (laughs) okay bye Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com